never miss the water till you well lose strong. You never missed your turn till he says goodbye. And we're back finally. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. This is Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Tonight is Thursday, July 13th, 2023. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Uh, Hey, Joel, I'm doing well. It's good to be back. Oh, it's good to be back. (laughs) Um, I'm doing well. I'm coming at you, as usual, from a hot and steamy Brooklyn, New York, uh, after a a short, long hiatus. Uh, We're back. We're back in the saddle. Um, It's been so hot. We're going to take a hiatus. And then it turned into a very long hiatus. Yeah. Uh, and that's been like a month, right? Or two months, month and a half? Yeah, a month. Six weeks? Uh-huh. What, five weeks? Anyway, uh, it's good to be back. Oh, boy. Um, anyway, only my missed, hot take... Only missed the, the height of the baseball season. <laughs> right. It's been too hot, Joel. It's been too hot to podcast. It's been so hot in New York that the power keeps going out, which yeah. I just think is the most insulting thing um, that can happen when it's really hot. Because it's yeah. like, oh, everyone's running their AC too much. We're going to turn the power off. It's like, wait, fuck you, man. Like, <laughs> I need to use AC because it's so hot out. You <laughs> turning the power off when it's hot out is counterproductive <laughs> to what I'm trying to do. Uh, but anyway, that's not my hot take. My hot take today has to do with everybody's least favorite newspaper, except for me, the New York Times, okay. which just this week, have you heard this? Just this oh, week yeah, announced that they will discontinue their sports section effective forever. Mm-hmm. Um, New York Times, a couple of years back, bought the athletic uh, sports reporting website and um, has announced that they will be uh, replacing their sports coverage just with The Athletic, as everybody who gets a New York Times subscription also gets an Athletic subscription. But here's my hot take, Joel, about that, is that it serves you right, New York Times, uh, because when The Athletic launched, they've stated that their mission was to take it to the newspapers who do not appreciate their sports reporters, mm-hmm. uh, underpay their sports reporters. Um, and they said that they believe that uh, n- the newspapers didn't appreciate their sports reporters. They were going to hire all of them and it was going to hurt newspapers uh, and teach them a lesson about not respecting sports. And the New York times at the time wrote a lot of like really kind of disparaging articles about the athletic for this stand. Mm-hmm. And so this is like, then they bought the athletic and then even after buying the athletic, they still shut down their sports page because they like couldn't figure it out. So uh, you get what you pay for. 
you're writing articles that your lips can't cash in the New York Times, and now you don't have a sports page. And I actually like the New York Times, but I don't give a shit about this because they wrote about the Yankees way too much. Right. The New York Times. That's the local team. So yeah. here's my question, Sam. What if you're one of the 23 people who still has a physical subscription to the New York Times? They don't like print out the athletic and put it in the newspaper for you, do they? Right. Or if you're like walking to the subway and you want to buy a newspaper. Buy a newspaper, yeah. Yeah, no. No, you can't do it anymore. Yeah, that sucks. I also... I believe that the New York Times is envisioning a print-free future. That's what I think. That's too bad. But yeah, we talk about this a lot because um, Google this, or I'll Google this, Google this myself. I thought I saw that the LA Times is getting rid of box scores in their newspaper. Really? Yeah. Like, they're not getting rid of their um, sports page, but they're not going to, I spell box scores, uh, print out the box score, the traditional box scores anymore. Yeah. All right, you ready for this? Yeah. The LA Times is eliminating core content elements such as game stories, box scores, and standing. The changes follow a sale of their printing press and new early afternoon print deadlines. See, we've talked about that a lot on our podcast where people of our age who grew up in the 80s and 90s, one of our favorite things about following baseball was looking at the box scores. At the box score, yeah, exactly. Newspaper the next day. That sucks. Yep. I mean, to be fair... bought a paper newspaper to look at box scores in 15 years probably a box score will tell uh, give you a better picture of what the game was like than you know three paragraphs written i think which is the beauty of it i want to i I mean i know how to keep score i want to go to a game and, and actually keep official score because that's a really cool pictograph of what happens in a game also yeah literally telling the story of the game yep yeah you know it's true but anyway times times changing yep and that's a good pun that i didn't even do on purpose but oh new york times la times they're changing changing. i will make a note of that to include it maybe that's what we'll call this episode right um Hey, everybody. My name is Joel. I'm coming at you from Champaign, Illinois, uh, where it is not smoldering hot. uh, But I had a contractor come over a couple of weeks ago, and they're like, you've got hail damage to your roof. I was like, oh, oops. Yeah. And uh, Chicago had tornadoes the other day. So uh, congratulations to everyone. We are living in the end times we could also do that the times they are a changing <laughs> the end times. Yep. Uh, my hot take is about the home run derby first of all i loved the home run derby this year i i almost well, in the home run derby that's a hot take yeah i it, just so much fun i really liked it 
this year it was won by Toronto Blue Jays uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. And in one of his rounds, I think it was third and final round, you know how they have all the little kids in the pink shirts in the outfield fielding all the balls that are not home runs? Uh-huh, yep. On one of his hits, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. hit a line drive and it just banged this 12-year-old right in the face. <laughs> Fucked up. <laughs> kid was okay. Had to get helped <laughs> off the field. They showed a picture of it later. Face completely swollen up, like both swollen shut. <laughs> My hot take though is that that should be bonus points for Vladimir <laughs> Junior. I agree. That should count as a, a two home runs. <laughs> Uh, and that you know they get or they get bonus time for hitting a home run more than 450 feet right right they will get bonus time for other stuff too like hitting a kid in the face if you like are able to get a ball in like a dude's beer cup or something like that that should be bonus points um if right you, if you knock popcorn out of someone's hands that should be bonus points. Right. Uh, you know, they could even just have like target signs placed up at random. Right. Or just you know, like, you know, those police like shooting courses where like the yeah. baby pops up and you're not supposed to shoot it, but then the bad guy pops up, but you do have to shoot that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like one of those uh, carnival games also where, you know, you trying to hit the target. Uh, I think that would make the game a lot more fun. I mean, I, I do. Did, do you not enjoy the home run derby? I'm over it. I'm sick yeah. of it. Yeah. Why? I just, uh, I, uh, I think it's boring. Huh. And I have, I mean, if we're, if we're transitioning now into talking about the all-star game, I have a lot of thoughts about the all-star. Okay. Game. All right. Well, let me, um, Introduce the podcast, and then we can talk yeah. about the game. Uh, this has been dump on the. Uh, this is dump on the up. We're not done yet. Uh, again, we haven't. <laughs> it's now a micro podcast. <laughs> Hot takes, and that's it. Yeah, the end. Uh, we haven't podcasted in a month because you know I would, whatever. I haven't podcasted in like a month. Uh, but thanks to everyone who continues to listen. Follow us on Twitter, uh, UmpDump2005. Listen to us on uh, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify. Uh, we've got an Instagram account, at DumpOnTheUmp. And uh, Sam, you just opened us a Threads account, right? Hello. So you we're can... with the times now. Yep. We're with... Oh, I'm going to write that down, too. We're with the times. <laughs> Uh, people are going to listen to this podcast and think that we both had children and became dads during our hiatus because all these terrible jokes that we're not even trying to make <laughs> right dad jokes uh, we also have a TikTok account uh, I've been I'm spending a lot of time on TikTok you know, one thing I hate about TikTok people are always trying to convince you that there's a god 
or that there's not a God. That's what people love to do on TikTok. I don't get it. Stop it. Stop it. Um, anyway, follow us on your social media accounts. Sam, what's a... Uh, I think that says more has more to do with you, Joel, than TikTok. Right. We talked about this, that tic- the algorithm finds out these weird things that I'm subconsciously interested in. Right. But it's the dumbest debate to have, especially on the internet. But people are always doing it. Because you can set up these basically video chats. And you know that meme where the guy is like, change the change my mind meme yeah it's like that over and over and over again so a guy will it's always a guy also will start his own video chat of god doesn't exist change my mind and like challenge people to debate it's really stupid uh but i spend a lot of time watching them i guess i don't make good use of my social media time um, yeah, TikTok just has you pegged as somebody who's looking for the truth. Yeah, that's or, or they're like, this guy needs Jesus bad. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. What's all, uh, oh, ostensibly a baseball podcast. What's our thread's handle? That's our bio, yeah. Oh, that's our bio, gotcha. That's our bio. Are we just dump on the ump on threads? Whatever we are on Instagram, it's the same. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, thanks for listening. Um, give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. All right. Yeah, if you follow us on Instagram, we are already following you on threads. Right. Um, and I will be discussing whether there is or is not a God daily on threads. Right, but you've got to do it on the video chat uh, feature, which I'm sure they have, but... You got to start a space or whatever space. It's, they're called spaces on Twitter. I wonder what they call them on Threads. It is funny that Threads is just bizarro Twitter. You open it up, right. and it looks exactly like Twitter. Yeah, down to the blue check mark. <clears throat> Do we have any uh, followers? You op- Sam opened the account like literally an hour ago. Do we have any followers yet? I opened this account literally five minutes ago, oh, like minutes. as we were starting this podcast. I opened the account. Um, I don't know if we have any follow. I assume that we, everyone who follows us on Instagram, also follows us on Threads. Right. So no, oh, no, <laughs> we, so we don't have any followers. <laughs> uh, okay, so. Let's talk about the All-Star game. Um, what was the final score? Three to two? Yeah, three to two. The NL broke their, what, 12-year losing streak? In 11. The- it was 12. This was the 12th year. So it was an 11-year losing streak. So that's a big deal and kind of disappointing. I mean, we're both uh, American League supremacists, right? Yeah. Uh, definitely rooting for the AL. I thought it was a really fun game, though. What do you think? Uh, I watched the second half, and I <clears throat> I thought it was okay. I thought the game was pretty good. I have a lot of thoughts about the Fox Sports broadcast team of John Smoltz and the other guy, yeah. and none of them are positive thoughts. They're all like, I want to 
kill these people and bury them in my basement because they're like, I would rather stick an ice pick into my eardrum than listen to these people say the most inane bullshit that I could possibly imagine. Like I could not feed enough shit into an AI bot and ask it to write inane dialogue that would be more inane than what they're just talking about during a baseball game. So that's number one. That's number a two, that like if AI is going to take anyone's jobs, it should take sports announcers' jobs. Well, to take John Smoltz's job yesterday, <laughs> please. <clears throat> it's like I don't give a shit how good that guy was at pitching. He's equally bad at being a sports broadcaster. Right. Um, I think that the thing that's cool about Major League Baseball All-Star Game is that it's the only All-Star Game in any major sports where the teams are actually trying to win the game. Yeah. And I think that's cool. Yeah, I And I think that a combination of Rob Manfred, who is baseball's greatest enemy, I'm I'm convinced, mm-hmm. and Fox Sports are trying to make baseball All-Star Game more like the NBA All-Star Game. Um, Hmm. And I just think that's such a crock of shit. Like, this is a a pride issue. This is ALVNL. And they were talking on the broadcast, and Rob Manfred has, like, mentioned this before, too. Like, oh, maybe we'll make it like the NBA All-Star Game where you have two team captains and then you pick your players. And it's like, why would you try to make this thing worse than it is? Like, what is the end game here? Yeah. I totally Uh, agree. I hated, uh, I was texting with Thomas. Thomas isn't here right now. He might pop in, but I doubt it. I think he has kids and a family. Uh, But when they were doing, you know, they do the in-game interviews with the players on the field, and they've done that on certain regular season games also. But they were doing it with a fucking uh, pitcher. Yeah. And what the fuck was that? While he was fucking pitching. Yavaldi. It was Nate Yavaldi. And, like, he gave up, like, two hits and a walk. Because they're like, well, Yavaldi, you know, well, Nate, what are you thinking about right now? And it's like, motherfucker. <laughs> he, he trying to pitch. <laughs> that seemed excessive. I hated that part. Let the guys play the baseball game. Yeah. And like, I don't care if they end a tie all star game with a home run derby. Like, I'd rather if they didn't, but I don't care. But it's like, why would you like it's the one major sport all star game where people actually try to win? And like, I don't. Every other all-star game is such a fucking crock of bullshit and it's not fun and it's not entertaining. So why would you like look at that and be like, oh, I'm going to take this one. There's this one that's the good one and I would like to make it more like the bad ones, please. Can we please make it worse? I don't get it. Um, I agree with that. And one thing I noticed, like, I mean, all the... All the play well, most of the players are buddies with each other. A lot right. of them are younger. I felt, you know, a 
much larger Latino representation than I felt like there's been in a while, uh, which is a good thing. And while I was watching the game, it felt to me like at the beginning, everyone's joking around, like Randy Rosarena's doing his little crosses arm stunt when he comes up. You know, they're making great plays in the outfield, but like there's a lot of like stunting on each other. Um, it might have been Rosarena who got caught stealing second. Somebody got caught stealing second, and they were like, laughing and trash talking with each other and having a good time and then around the fifth of the sixth inning and the game was tied one to one and they started to notice like oh this game's going to come down to the end and you could tell like their competitive wills started to take over and I loved it like you could tell like oh no we have to win like both teams are like we need to win this goddamn game. Right. That helped a lot. <clears throat> yeah. And that's what's good about the MLB All-Star game. Right. Like, right. Nobody cares about the NBA All-Star game if the score is a 190 to 142. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. And don't get me started on the Pro Bowl. Nobody, yeah. The Pro Bowl is by far the worst. Nobody gives a shit about the Pro Bowl. I also just don't like the NFL, but nobody gives a shit about the Pro Bowl. Uh, one thing that was funny was that the game's uh, MVP was that guy from the Colorado Rockies that none of us knew about. Yeah, I like that. I like I like that. You know, thirty-two years old, first All-Star game. He's the hero. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Um, I have a couple guys who work for me who are from Venezuela, and he's from Venezuela. Okay. And that was like the talk of the kitchen oh, the next day. You, Elias Diaz, I think his name is? Yeah, I don't remember. They were pretty excited. Yeah, big time. Did they know of him before the All-Star game? Yeah, I don't know. I don't speak Spanish very well. Oh. Once you get outside of talking about food i'm kind of lost but i don't think so no none of them are baseball fans <laughs> so yeah i wonder you and i should take spanish lessons together that'd be fun yeah uh no, really anyway and the the announcers i mean they suck I, I don't know i guess i would just tune them out i didn't they didn't bother me as much what i hated was derek jeter being there and that Fox yeah. has replaced Chicago White Sox hero Frank Thomas with another fucking Yankee when they already have A-Rod. Yeah, I hated that too. And I love David Ortiz, but that was like yeah. the most useless bit of television I've watched this year probably. Yeah. It was like them talking about eating popcorn. Right. Like, it was just like, uh, you know, props on David Ortiz for just showing up probably drunk as shit and eating popcorn because he doesn't need to do anything and he's probably getting paid a ton of money but that was like not good television mm -hmm. agreed and Jidu just doesn't have camera charisma at all charisma yeah no. or like intelligence 
And I think he's a smart guy, but he just said <clears throat> boring, asinine shit. Carl. Right. Like, I think that he just it's spent, you know, he probably had years and years of media coaching on how to not be in any way controversial yeah. or recognizable, yeah. you know, as like a non on-field personality. Yeah. Um, Dame was in Seattle at T the Mariners Park, T-Mobile Park, and it was funny during the opening lineup announcements, um, they booed Dusty Baker. Yep. They booed Garrett Cole, which I thought was great. That's why we lost the game. By the way, as they started Garrett Cole, yeah, America's biggest loser. Yeah, fuck that guy. Fucking hate Garrett Cole. Uh, he sucks. He sucks, and he's just a loser. Like he's just, you know, some people are just losers. That guy's a fucking loser. I he's, I bet you, uh, he's not actually. I think Jose Altuve is the least liked player in the MLB right now. In MLB, really. Yeah, well, somebody did a Twitter, you know, codified baseball. Oh. I was going to talk about this later. Uh, the Twitter account codified baseball, which is a big account, they did a, a poll, and I'm pretty sure Altuve was the least liked player. Uh, and then, like, but it's all it was like Altuve, Bregman, and Correa, and Carlos Correa. I think were the three most hated players in baseball. Right? Oh, yeah. I hate Correa, probably. Second most yeah. to Garrett Cole, who actually, I just don't, I mean, hate maybe is the wrong word. Uh-huh. I just don't respect him in any way. Well, I have zero respect for that dude. And I feel like everybody else feels the same way. Yep. Except for fucking Yankee fans. No, I feel like even Yankees fans don't really respect him, you know? Good. Yeah. Huh, that's good. I just feel uh, like he's a loser and everyone knows it. Yeah. Well, but so it was bottom of the ninth, 3-2 National League. And so the crowd was definitely rooting for the AL to win, right? Because the Mariners are an AL team. Uh-huh. And... Like Kyle Tucker of the Astros. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> they like booed him because he's the Astro. <laughs> and, but then they like had to cheer. He, he got a walk, but they like had to cheer him because they were rooting for the AL to win. No, they had to cheer for him because uh, Rodriguez, was on. Rodriguez was next. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yeah. That's kind of like mix of both. <laughs> Uh, okay, so it's the midway point of the season. Sam, you're a Boston Red Sox fan. I'm a Chicago sure am. I'm a White Sox fan. I don't really want to talk about the White Sox, but I will. Let's talk about Boston folks. How are you feeling about at the halfway point of the season? Uh, you know, I feel not very good. I So he, my... Halfway hot take is that the Red Sox are going to be buyers at the trade deadline. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, I'm pretty disappointed with this season. 
I can't. We're five games over five hundred right now, so I can't be like, you know, it'd be a real bitch move of me to be like actually upset about it because that's not a bad record. You know what I mean? Like we're we're like eighty eight and eighty five or eighty. No, sorry, not eighty. We're I, we're like. 48 and 43 or whatever we are, you know? Um, and that's a decent record to have at this point in the season. Um, I think that we're going to be buyers because I think that if the Red Sox punt on another season, then High and Bloom is definitely getting fired. Okay. Um, but I think that probably the Red Sox, I mean, I, didn't look this up and I don't feel like I do have to look this up. The Red Sox were represented in the all-star game by one baseball player, mm-hmm. closer Kenley Jensen, who's having a, had a really good start to the season, but has since kind of fallen into a bit of a mediocre phase. Okay. But I feel like the Red Sox have to be the only team with a winning record that was only represented by one baseball player at the all-star yeah, that's really um, and I think that I think that you know no one's talking about this at least that I could see, but like that fact, the fact that the Red Sox are five games over five hundred, they're in last place, but they're five games over five hundred, and they only had one player make the All Star team, gives you a really good snapshot on the state of Red Sox nation. We call ourselves right the the fans of the Boston Red Sox. Because it's a, it's a fan vote-in system. So if your fan base is energized, even if you have a shit team, you can get a couple players on the All-Star team. You know what I mean? Oh, that makes sense, yeah. <clears throat> but That's if, why there are like five or six Texas Rangers on the team. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, but if you, you know, if you're not, if you're, if you're fan, you know, if you are high and bloom and you've been trotting out a like hodgepodge of island of misfit toys uh, for years, you know, your fan base is going to become a little despondent, which is what's happening to the Red Sox fan base. Right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, even if you're at five games over 500, more than halfway through the season, which is not bad. Uh, that's you're gonna have, you know, if you if you're just gonna if you're not gonna try to build anything consistent, then you're just you're not you're gonna lose the base. That's all I'm saying, and I feel like that's what's happened to the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. And that's for that reason, I think that High and Bloom needs to be fired. And you know, I think the Red Sox are gonna finish in last place in the AL East, and that's another reason. That that high and blue needs to be fired. But I think that they're going to be buyers at the deadline because Bloom is going to try to avoid that at all costs. Okay. Um, You know, the the whole shtick, the whole rhetoric of the Red Sox since they traded Mookie Betts was like, we're trying to build a sustainable contender. Like, oh, next year. Oh, next year. Next year we're going to Next year is going to be the year that we're going to start being competitive. And it's like, hasn't happened. And it's been, what, four years now. Right. Um, 
You got Masataka Yoshida. He's having a real good season, hitting 316 yeah. to 10 home runs. Devo's having a little bit of a down season, but he's still hitting 254 with 20 home runs. That's not bad. Right, like 80 RBI. Yeah. Um, and I know that nobody cares about RBIs anymore, but I, I do. still care. Yeah, we do. I, I do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Justin Turner hitting 288 with 13 home runs. Yeah, he's having a good year. Yeah, you got some good dudes here. Uh, sound, I mean, in major league, in all of major league, the Red Sox are fourth in batting average, fourth in on base percentage, sixth in runs, sixth in slugging. But your pitching is still kind of what's killing you, especially. Yep. yep. Uh, we got this kid, Bayo, Brian Bayo. He's real good. He's got uh, some legit ace possibility about him. Oh, that's good. Um, and that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it just kind of sucks that you're in the AL East. You're nine games back at Tampa Bay, who like is the best team ever. Right. And then but we're the- only like one game back of the Yankees. Right. Right, the Yankees fans are also not happy. And you're only two games out of the wild card. Right. Right. So, I agree. I, I hope you guys are buyers also. I think we will be. Yeah. Uh, the White Sox are definitely sellers. Do you need a shortstop, Tim Anderson? I don't need that shortstop. I was just looking at his numbers. That yeah. dude suck. He's having such a terrible year, and nobody really will say why. <laughs> He's having such a terrible year. It's so sad. I feel really bad for him. I might have his, his OPS plus is like twenty or something like. That. He has zero home runs. Oh, it, is that it? Yeah, he has no home runs. Um, huh. Might have said this on the podcast. I don't think I said this on the podcast because it wasn't that long ago but the White Sox uh, were playing the Oakland A's at Oakland and he comes up Tim Anderson comes up with the bases loaded and he hits this ball to deep left field and it goes out and the umps call it a home run so that would oh grand slam would be a grand slam home run and he, he rounds the bases and he's smiling to himself. So the, the White Sox, I talked about this, they've got this coat and hat that's their home run. Right. Yep. Uh celebration. And so the guys in the dugout are going ape shit because it's his first home run. They've got the coat and hat ready for him and they're like cheering real loud and he comes up and they're about to put it on him and he just like shakes them off he's like he's smiling but he's like nope because he knew it was a foul ball and they review it there was a foul ball and he had to go back out and i think he grounded out no he he, he had hit a fly out but it was he he was laughing but it was really sad also you know that tim anderson's career ops plus is 100 and this year 46 yeah Two-time All-Stars. 
I mean, and look at year by year, right? His last one, two, three, four years, 128, 140, 118, 109. And then, this, like, if you take out this year, he's definitely got a career OPS plus pretty well above 100, probably. I mean, yeah, he's got to be the worst everyday starting hitter in baseball right now. Negative 1.7 war. Yeah. Hitting hitting 223. He got, uh, he's been brought down in the batting order and then brought back up. They actually moved him to second base for a little while, which was weird. Just, I mean, I don't mind it, trying to do something. And they say he's not hurt. Uh, Twitter says, like, he must have something wrong with his shoulder or something. He's not talking to the media because he's obviously miserable. Uh, or, you know, saying whatever he's contractually obligated to say and nothing more. Um, yeah, it's just really sad. He's like my favorite player, too. <laughs> so, <clears throat> uh, the two pieces that everyone is really expecting the Chicago White Sox to move is Anderson and Lucas Giolito. Right. They didn't have Lucas Giolito starting this weekend for their series against the Atlanta Braves, but he was boarding the plane with the team. So right. lots of speculation about that. I like them both. But if I'm curious, first of all, would anybody want Tim Anderson? Like, not right. a 20 with no home runs, no. And he's not a great defensive shortstop or anything like that. Right. He could move over to second base, maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He would probably have to at some point. Uh, the biggest hypothetical suitor would be the Los Angeles Dodgers. For both Anderson? Them, the oh, for both of them. And or Anderson. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, it's sad. And it's sad because if the White Sox tear down and start a new rebuild, you talked about, you know, the Red Sox should fire Heim Bloom. The White Sox would have to fire their GM, Rick Hahn, because he was supposed to be the boy genius behind this rebuild with Anderson, Moncada, Eloy Jimenez, and Luis Robert. And if this rebuild is a bust, like, it's got to be on him. Right. I don't know if it will be. I doubt that White Sox owner Jerry Reinsdorf has the balls to fire Han, but if he wanted to do what was good for the team, he would. It's just really depressing. I think that, um, yeah, I feel like Reinsdorf sounds like the name of some, like the nerd character from a high school movie from the 80s. You know what I mean? Like Animal House. Yeah, exactly. Shut the fuck up, Reinsdorf. Shut up, Reinsdorf. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I agree. That same account, Codified Baseball, they also did Who's Your Least Favorite Baseball Team? Uh, 
The White Sox are the fourth least favorite baseball team in Major League. Whoa, why? I don't know. The joke's on Twitter that White Sox fans were voting for themselves because everyone's pissed off at the team right now. Everyone hates their, their own team. Yeah. <laughs> I will be honest. If it wasn't for you, I would probably not think about the White Sox. At all. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, you know, I don't think about a ton of baseball teams in general, but that's one of them. But I do think about I think about the White Sox pretty frequently, actually, but only because of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's very sad. It's been like probably another reason why I haven't been calling you every day asking to podcast because I'm like, <laughs> like, I don't want to talk about my team. They're terrible, <laughs> right? So, is this the end? Do you think like? I, Who do you have locked up long term? You got Luis Robert for how, like five more years, right? It depends who you ask. Like, who is untouchable, right? Who do they build around? Luis Robert, number one. Of course, fucking Luis Robert is listed as day to day because uh, he hurt himself during the home run derby. During the home run derby, yeah. He was a one all star and he couldn't play because he got hurt in the home run derby. Um, Although I I would I do have to shout out on the podcast like he had I think three of the four uh, longest hit home runs in the Derby. Yeah, he was smashing it. He did good. I watched one game, one Red Sox White Sox game. I think he had two home runs. He was looking good. Yeah, yeah, he's he was crushing the ball. He's second in the AL in home runs behind only Otani. Right. So he's 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 doing he's having a good year. Um, okay, so you've got him, and then Dylan Cease, the pitcher. Um, and then after that, everyone is negotiable. I think that I think they would hang on to Eloy Jimenez. I don't know why that dude cannot stay healthy. Yeah, and I don't know what he can do about that. It's really sad. Right. And then the you trade, you know, I think you sell them for scraps. Right, and then... and For then, parts. Yeah. And then for some reason, the team really still likes post-baseman Andrew Vaughn, which I don't get. Isn't he leading the league in, like, all offensive categories? No, no. He is being perfectly mediocre. Um, let me look I am up. on my fantasy team. He does okay. Yeah, for your fantasy team? Let's see. Yeah, let's look him up because uh oh, we're doing that thing where we both look at our phones and right. <laughs> shit. And he's still, I mean, it's only his third season in the league, but he's also 25. So um he's hitting 244. His OPS plus is 106. And he's got 12 home runs. What's his OPS plus? 106? 106. Yeah, that's not good. No, that's... I mean, it's okay. It's above average. Above average, right. But you want a little bit more than that from your first baseman, probably. Yeah, I, I would think so. They fucked him up because they kept him in the outfield for his last uh, for his first two seasons, and he was, like, historically the worst right fielder in the history of baseball. <laughs> 
that's going to weigh on your psyche a little bit. <laughs> I think it does. The other thing, he's also not a great first baseman because he's like, he's listed as 5'8", and I think he's 5'6". And so... You think he's lying about his height? I think he's lying about his height. He is not a tall man. <clears throat> and you know, I love short people, but um, at first base, you kind of need that wingspan to catch ball. right yeah our first baseman tristan cassis who's supposed to be our the next great you know red sock baseball player uh-huh. is not doing great no. he's having a tough year and then third baseman Yoan Moncada is on the IL with um, a degenerative herniated disc. So he, like, his career might be over. Who? Moncada? Moncada, yeah. Huh. Uh, they, they said he's going to start a rehab assignment soon, but he's been, he, he's played like 20 games this season, something like that. So, Red Sox did a good job getting rid of him, apparently. Been a couple of good years for you guys. <laughs> Degenerative herniated disc, isn't that what Mike Trout has? I don't know. Does he? He has some degenerative back disease. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, it's a, it's a like it can't be solved. Like a regular hernia, a, a non degenerative herniated disc can be solved by surgery. But right. if can't, it's just got to be like therapy, physical therapy, stretching, and like constant like steroid shots. Right. Never goes away. That sucks. Yeah. And I think it's really painful. So, yeah, it's really sad. So, you know, this is how the world ends, not with a bang, but with a whimper. And this may be how the Chicago White Sox end. Right. Lance Lynn. What's that? Lance Lynn has been doing better. Um, I think he's given up the most home runs of any pitcher in Major League Baseball this year. His first, like, six starts were absolutely atrocious. Like, he had almost a seven ERA. He would last maybe three or four innings and get chased every fucking time. It was a disaster. But since his last three starts have been really good, um, I watched him when I went to visit Thomas in Seattle, went to two White Sox-Mariners games. And at one of them, actually this was the game, the third game we watched on TV I didn't go to, Lance Lynn had 16 strikeouts and the White Sox still lost the fucking game. Jesus. Yeah, it's been one of those years where they keep finding very creative ways to lose baseball games. Right. Well, it doesn't sound like it's very creative. It just sounds like your offense is terrible. Yeah, but there will be games where they'll get a lot of hits and then our bullpen, which is supposed to be one of our strengths, bizarre, you know, blows the game when they're when they usually don't, you know, just feel. Oh, how's my guy Liam Hendricks? Uh, on the IL, uh, no. not with Cantu, but oh, that's good. Yeah, 
uh, what is he on the IO? Um, he apparently he won like I, I haven't watched his speech. He was at the SB Awards last night and won some kind of Hero of the Year award and apparently gave um a really great the Jimmy V award for perseverance. And apparently he just gave an amazing speech, which I haven't watched yet. Uh, I mean, I went through cancer treatment this year. No one gave me an award. Right. So I'll I'll find an award for you. Thank you. Finally. <laughs> the the uh the John John Beard, what's his name? The cook guy? Oh James Beard. James the James Beard uh Perseverance Award. No, you gotta check out the New York Times coverage of the James Beard Awards. Oh, do they love that shit? No. It's like that I I'm, well, it's too much to get into, but there's just like a really long history of it being like corrupt and you know, racist and misogynistic. And oh, now they're like really? trying to make aggressive corrections and people are calling them out on hypocrisy and shit like that. He's on the fifty Hendrix is on the fifteen day IL with elbow inflammation. Oh, oh. that's not good. Oh yeah. Yeah. Elbow is bad. For a pitcher. Yeah. 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 Uh but uh not not cancer. He's not on the IL with cancer. So that's cool. Yeah. I hurt my elbow the other day moving a mattress and like, oh, Michelle, I really hurt my elbow. I'm really worried about it because, you know, elbow injuries can be bad. And she's like, what, are you worried you're never going to pitch in Major League Baseball again? <laughs> <laughs> you, you base every injury. It was, it was a pretty sick burn, if I'm being honest. <laughs> you base every time you get hurt on how it's going to affect your baseball career. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, that's pretty funny. Uh, have you watched any tennis recently? No, I haven't. Oh, okay. Because uh, I thought a tournament had been going on. Wimbledon's happening right now. Oh yeah, you're not watching Wimbledon? I thought this. No, was... I haven't watched any. I think it just started this past weekend. Oh, okay. I thought that was your 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 fucking thing that you like. Well, I'm a U.S. Open guy, but I Wimbledon's probably number two. Okay. Probably my second favorite tournament Wimbledon is. So is you is the US open your thing just because it's in New York or what? Yeah, I've been a few times and you know, I really like both Serena Williams and Roger Federer, and they've been like dominant at the US. They've had like some really great championships at, at the US Open. And I mean it was it was Serena Williams tournament. She won it the most. Uh -huh. Uh, and, and and I go, you know, it's here. It's like a it's a hometown thing. It's fun. Yeah. Well, next time you should give us a, a tennis update or whatever you don't have. I to will. Do. I'm going to the U.S. Open this year in September, I think. In September, I was going to ask. I thought it was next month, but yeah, okay, yeah, that'll be fun. Do you always go every year? No, I don't go every year, but I go generally if my parents are coming down, they come down for it sometimes. And then 
last year. Was it last year? No, it wouldn't have been last year. Two years ago, I got into the Grey Goose box, which was amazing. That's when I sat next to Francisco Lindor. And his baby. And his baby. Cool, yeah. Uh, that's pretty cool. All right, one more. Okay, so you want to talk. I got two topics we could talk about. Okay. Listen to me complain about, we could talk about Twitter and threads. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Or we could talk about what I've learned about how much money it costs for who win like based on your pay on MLB team payrolls. Um, yeah, let's do that one. Okay. So I'm trying to find uh, where I wrote it down. So give me just, oh, here it is. Found it. Okay. So like we're about halfway through the season, right? And so I just looked at each team's payroll for this season and divided it by how many wins they have, right? So how much... Right. I'm like, how much money should it cost an owner to buy one MLB win, right? As of at this point in the season, the median is about $4 million per win. So by the end of the season, you should say, okay, it should be a little bit more than $2 million buys you a win. Does that make sense? So no. like say got, that again. So like because we'll we'll how many team how many games have teams played? Like 90 games, right? White Red Sox are 48 and 43 right now. Some, I mean I made that up, but something no, you're right. in, you're right. I just looked uh, oh, okay. Oh look up real quick. What's the Boston Red Sox payroll for 2023? Uh <clears throat> They're under the cap. Yeah. Um, so, like, the White Sox, well, I'll do the White Sox. The White Sox are one of the worst teams. Uh, payroll, tw- two, right around $225 million. Okay, so about $225 million, and they've won 48 games. So $225 million divided by 48 is $3,775,000. So at this point in the season, the Red Sox have paid about $3.7 million per win, right? Now that's going to go down as they keep playing games. But at this point in the season, hopefully it does. (laughs) That's slightly better than average. They're doing right. Based on wins and how much they've paid, they're doing slightly better than average. The White Sox have a payroll of a little bit more than $180 million. Uh They've won 35 games at this point in the season. Uh So they're paying $4,767,300 per win, which is one of the worst in the league. Above average. Above average, the White Sox are paying about a million dollars more for each win than the Boston Red Sox are. Like each win costs the White Sox four point seven million dollars, 
and each win cost the Boston Red Sox, quote unquote, only $3.7 million. So far. So far at this point in the season, right? Right. Okay. So, so you should know, like, who do you think the best teams are? The, the teams, the most efficient by value teams. Tampa Bay Rays. Second best. Second best. Second so best. Atlanta, you got to be number one. No, Atlanta, no. Atlanta's actually, I thought they were. They are, Tampa Bay is paying $1,200,000 per win. Yeah. So it's got to be Cincinnati. Cincinnati's third best, $1,600,000 per win. Miami? Fourth best, $1,700,000 per win. Pittsburgh? Nope, also 1.7. Funny, you're getting that's funny. You've got the second best, third best, the fourth best, and the fifth best. Um, let's see. Texas? No, not Texas. Hold on, stop. Yeah. I retract that. Yeah, not Texas. They're about um, exactly average as Texas, actually. Texas, no. Small market. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hold surprise, on, hold on, hold on. Surprise team. Surprise team. I feel like I've named all the surprise teams. Right. Um, what about, is it, uh, is it? I had a couple of guys in the All-Star game. Milwaukee? No. They're $2.4 million per win. Oh, that's not very good. I mean, that's. Okay. <clears throat> oh, is it Baltimore? Baltimore. Baltimore. $1,124,400 per win. Right. Yeah. Yeah, the, the the best teams per value, Baltimore, Tampa Bay, Cincinnati, Miami, Pittsburgh, Cleveland. Cleveland. has like one of the lowest payrolls in the league. Okay, who are the worst teams? And I already told uh, the White Sox are the sixth worst at four point seven million per win. Okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and say the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. They are slightly they are one spot cheaper than the White Sox. They're also at four point seven million per win. Okay. Um then I'm going to say um the Cardinals. Nope. Uh, they're bad, but not that bad. $4.6 million per win. That's not good. Texas? Texas is almost completely average because they've won a uh, bunch of games. They've got a, they won a bunch payroll, of games. but they've won a bunch of games. Three it's going to be a team that has a high payroll but hasn't won a lot of games. But hasn't won a lot of games, yeah. Um. Oakland probably is pretty bad. Uh, no, Oakland is two point two million because they have like no payroll. No payroll. Like them in Kansas City, actually. Well, Kansas oh, City, right, was San cool. Diego. Yeah, San, San Diego, Diego is second worst. Oh God damn it! <laughs> at five million seven hundred thousand dollars a win. Uh, what about Philadelphia? Philadelphia is fourth worst at almost exactly five million dollars a win. Okay, what about 
Chicago Cubs. Now their payroll. No, they're doing down. A, well. Uh, yeah, they're doing good because well, their payroll's low. Yeah, their payroll's pretty low right now. Four point three million a win for the Cubs. Um, the Dodgers. A Dodger, no. but they win a lot, right? So the Dodgers are also yeah, annoying because they spend a lot and win a lot. I feel like I'm missing somebody obvious. Yeah, you are. Is it the Yankees? Yankees are third, just behind the Padres at five point six million dollars a win. Okay, that's not good. Good. No, like that's that. you're wasting money. The Yankees are, are you know, wait. California teams. Uh, all about nobody spends money in the central. So it's got to be an oh, it's the Mets. Got to be the Mets. It's the yeah. Mets. Okay. So the yeah, Padres got to be the Mets. God, I should have gotten that right off the bat. The Padres are second at at this point in the season at about five point seven million dollars a win. Right. Right. Yeah. The average is about at this point in the season about four million dollars a win. Uh -huh. the oh, Mets and the Mets are like eight million dollars a win. Eight million. <laughs> Four hundred seventeen thousand seven hundred and eighty-two dollars. Holy shit! <laughs> we better post that on threads. It's like that's so bad. <laughs> They've got to pay off like three hundred sixty million dollars or something like that. That's like more than seven million dollars more per win than the Baltimore Orioles. Yep, the Orioles get eight wins for the value that the Mets get one win. Oof. Yeah, here's the crazy thing. So this is then we'll, we should sign off. But so if this is you know roughly accurate, if you're an owner, a two hundred million dollar payroll should get you something around a hundred win team. What? Well, because at the end of the season, right? By the end of the season. But that only a couple teams win 100 games every year, if that. Right. Right. So, like, I, I just... Exactly. Exactly. So, I just... Did like, $180 million... Should be like about a 90 win team. Right. Based on average. Based on average. Right. Right. Because right. the Tampa Bay Rays, I mean, what's their, their payroll is way less than that. Right. They probably got payrolls of like 120, something like that, I bet you. Right. Mm -hmm. And they're going to win a bunch of games. Uh, so, like, I don't know. I, I think it would be fat. Like, what I guess my point is, and then I'll shut up, is, you know, which team. $74,537,000. The Rays only have a payroll of $75 million. Yep. Right? That's crazy. Yeah. Right? Arizona Diamondbacks, they're doing really well. 
uh, so like the Cubs, the Cubs are spending $184 million, right? But they're on pace to win what? How many games? They're five games below 500. So they're spending like they should be a 90 to 92 win team, but they're going to be a 76 to 78 win team, right? They're underperforming their payroll. The White Sox are are even worse. The White Sox are also spending like they should be a 90 to 92 win team, but they're going to be a fucking 68 to 70 win team. Right. Right. And so the Mets, but here's where the math breaks down, right? The Mets are what? 42 and 48. So they're on pace for 74 to 76 wins, but they're spending like they should win 180 games in a 162-game season. Right. Well, they're throwing the average off. That's why. Right. Because they're spending almost $100 million more than the Yankees. Who have the second highest payroll? Well, no, because they're like that. Av- you're saying teams are spending an average of four million dollars a game. Yeah, at this a point, win. Yeah, but that's I, because the Mets are paying nine million dollars a win. Right, right. They're throwing the average off. Yeah, way off. That's a good way point. Off. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, Steve Cohen looks like a dummy right now. That's all I got to say. And I want the owners to spend more money, but uh, $350 million is a lot to spend on your baseball team. All right. Uh, anything else we need to talk about before we log off? I don't think so. All right. Who are the Red Sox play this weekend? I don't remember. Yeah. I'm blanking now because the – White Sox are playing the Braves, right? White Sox are at Braves. Yeah, White Sox are at Braves. And then they go to the Mets, and they're probably going to lose all these games. But... I think maybe we're out west to start. Uh, oh, you're at the Cubs. You're in Chicago. Oh, we're in Chicago. You should go. I don't I don't have a call. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I could take the Amtrak, I guess. Yeah. That might not be a bad idea. You jump on the Amtrak, go up to Wrigley Field. God, go to a Cubs-Red Sox game. There'd be so many, like, college bros with toned-up collars at that game. Yeah. Getting shit-faced on Bud Lights. Like, two Bud Lights. That's exactly it. Wearing their sunglasses upside down on the back of their head and drinking two Bud Lights and then pissing their pants. That's exactly, yeah. Wrigley Field. Yeah. (laughs) Cubs fans, man. Such lightweight. (laughs) Such incredible lightweight. And then the Red Sox go to Oakland. Sick. We just swept the A's. That was awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I got to say, I think I texted you. They were playing the A's, and they were playing terrible. The game was tied 1-1 in the bottom of the fifth inning, and the Red Sox had had two runners on in every single inning, and they didn't have a single hit. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, they swept the A's. Yeah, Red Sox ended the first half on a five-game winning streak. Yeah, that's why they're five games over five hundred. We also they, they've been they've been real hot and cold. So mm. they're not a consistently five hundred team, but they are a five hundred team. I feel like, but they just win eight out of ten, and then they lose eight out of ten. Oh. Uh... Yeah, that equals 500. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's do this again. At least. Let's try not to wait six weeks until we do another. Yeah, we'll do, do it again next week. We'll do it again next week and maybe the week after that. And then I'm yeah. going to... So, ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for listening. This has been Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Like we said, follow us on all of your social media applications. Threads. We're on Threads. You know, I'm about to thread something out right now. All right, yeah, two thread. We're gonna start using that. But, yeah, what is the what's I mean, the verb there? You don't, you don't send a thread. That doesn't make sense. Thread it out. Pull a thread. Pull a thread. Yank Add a thread. Yank out a thread. I don't know. Uh, yeah, Elon Musk is now paying people who get high. Twitter engagements and so that like YouTube yeah well the the more for ads so comments that generate ads so it's basically so these people who have like 500,000 followers but they follow 700,000 people are now getting paid to be on Twitter it's just going to make it even more of a fucking hellhole than it already is how many followers do we have? 790,000? No. Uh, <laughs> Damn. You would know we had 790,000 followers. Uh, for a second there, I thought we were all quitting our jobs. Yeah, time to quit our jobs. Professional Twitterers. Professional Twitter trolls. Social media influencers, us. We'd be the worst social media influencers. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for following. Uh, listen to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, blah, blah, blah. For Sam, my name is Joel. Everyone, have a great evening and a pleasant tomorrow. I can't hear you. Are you just... <laughs>